Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Can't Teach Size, a hockey podcast. I'm one of your regular hostless, joined by Brady. Who else would I be joined by? Uh, we are very excited to be diving into the second half of our standings predictions. A uh, couple episodes here as we lead up to uh, the last week and a half before the season starts, I guess it is. Um, they start, what, October 10th, I want to say? Maybe? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Something I, like that. Starting start the on the on 11th, Tuesday. yeah, something like that. That sounds right. Super fun. But we did the uh, Western Conference last episode, which is a ton of fun. Uh, if you haven't checked that one out yet, please do. Um, Brady flames me for my brutal takes with absolutely zero <laughs> justification. So Hey, it goes both ways. It goes both ways. I have a feeling the tread is going to continue today in what I at least consider to be the more exciting of the two conferences. Yeah. Um, and I think at least between Brady and I, we kind of agree on who the more exciting division is. So naturally, we're going to start off with the other one. <laughs> Um, Brady, let me know what you are predicting the Metropolitan Division to look like for this upcoming year. All righty. Should I start the the top or the bottom? What do you think? Um, start at the top for the top. I feel like the top teams are a little bit more general consensus in the top half, but the bottom, I feel like it could get a little spicy. So I I feel like I just uh, on on it. I'm just going to guess right now that we are going to agree on our top two teams and in the same order. I, I have a feel. Okay. I have a feeling you went the same way that I did with the top two. Uh, my team winning the Metro is the New Jersey Devils. Do you? Well, we'll get to yours soon. But I have New Jersey Devils followed up shortly by the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, then I have the New York Rangers and the uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Which uh, I don't know if I should should say when or where I cut off my playoffs or not, but uh, I have the Islanders as the fifth team, uh, and then I have the Capitals as the sixth, Columbus Blue Jackets at seven, and the Flyers at eight. Liss, tell me how I'm wrong. Or, or what, po- what's with prod. the Pittsburgh love? What's with the Pittsburgh love? What oh. do we what do we have to vouch for there? Are we just gonna just gonna not acknowledge that they traded for the Norris winner this past season? Sure, he's old. Sure. Uh but at the same time, like I just can never ever um like really, really, you know, it's hard to bet against the Penguins. Uh, always having Crosby and Malkin, of course. Uh, I really like uh, some of the stuff on their D in regards to Carlson, Latang's there. Uh, I think they've got some underrated guys like Marcus Pedersen. Uh, I'm not sh- sure how I feel about Ryan Graves being slotted in there, but uh, even just on the forward side of things, I feel like they kind of have always had some injury troubles. I'm hoping, um, hoping they can kind of get that all sorted out. What is going on with Jake Gensel? I just know he's out. Is he, is he out for a while? Because that might change some things. But well, yeah, definitely. I don't think you're asking the wrong guy. I, honestly, I'm coming I in really very prepared, know. obviously. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no. And I mean, I, I guess you're right. And I also think now that you know, it's not that I forgot they had Eric Carlson. But you mentioned Eric Carlson, and then what I did forget is who their GM is. Yeah, and I do think that the Dumasites team <laughs> is like semi-competitive. He's gonna pull a Kyle Dubas and trade for a bunch of random bits and pieces to actually make them good. So he he's maybe. got he's got he, Kyle Dubas has got to prove himself. Like he he's he's got like that that drive to show everyone that they were wrong. So I I could like I said it, like as exactly as you said I can totally see Pittsburgh if they see 
you know, some success this year, uh, going out and making the extra little trades to fill out around uh, the team and coming in with a nice little end to their season uh, with having some guys they traded for. Uh, I don't know. I, I just feel good on them. I think Tristan Jari is a good enough goalie for them. Najalkovich as a backup, you know, he was great in uh, in Carolina and absolutely terrible, absolutely terrible with the Red Wings. But I think that that's more of the Red Wings not having it than specifically him, although he wasn't great. But again, change of scenery can do a lot for a player. Uh, but yeah, any anything else you want to you want to dig in on uh, for me here? Um, I also. OK, well, maybe. I'm going to tell you mine just to okay. justify kind of where Got I'm going it. with this. Because, spoiler alert, unfortunately, it is a little bit on the similar side again. So, I also have uh, Jersey and Carolina sitting pretty at one and two. Uh, and then I have the Rangers. And then I have the Islanders. Uh, and then I have the Penguins. And then the Blue Jackets. And then the Capitals. And then the Flyers. So, Ooh. I'm interested to see if we want to have a little conversation on the Capitals just because I don't have any particular don't don't give me that i know <laughs> you know where i'm gonna you know what i'm gonna say already eh <laughs> i know they have an automatic 40 goal score on their team no 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 i i was just gonna point out who their goaltender was and and see if there's any list bias here <laughs> no no there isn't i actually think that that's probably going to help them and make them better than they are as a team. I think they are just you, have a lot of weaknesses. You're, you're pro Kemper now. I thought I thought you were anti Kemper no, forever. I am anti Kemper. I no 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 no. Okay, here <laughs> Kemper Kemper is mid. Kemper is mid. There are a lot of goalies in the NHL that are bad, but Kemper is mid. Like he's not bad. But I just was tired of the whole talk around like how good he was. <laughs> I just I always got to grill you about Darcy Kemper. It's always, always so got to grill you about Darcy Kemper. You know, never forget the best day of my life. Mark it in our calendars the day we had Sean Reynolds on the show and he starts talking shit about Darcy Kemper. And I just felt the gates of heaven <laughs> open up. And I just felt so vindicated. <laughs> it was it was pretty funny. Um, looking at this team now, lo- like pulling them up, just looking at their lines and everything like that. I really struggle to see how this team becomes the second. Like, do you had you had them second last, seventh place? I did. Yeah, yeah. Is, is that a a pro uh, like Columbus thing? Like it, that is a pro Columbus thing. Yes. And why 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 would that be, Liz? Why don't you tell our listeners? <laughs> so, <laughs> because I am not biased at all. Never. Um, I think this team has a bunch of random fun little pieces that have just been in this team like miserably for the last couple of years. And I feel like this whole Babcock thing was just so weird that I feel like there's like no pressure on these players right now. Everyone's like their owner or sorry, their GM is kind of a mess. They just had their coach fired. They were suffering under torts and now they have the most pleasant man in the world as their head coach they have a bunch of fun young players who i feel like are actually going to get a chance to succeed because they have a coach who knows how to coach young players and i don't know i just feel like there's no pressure for them to do well and i feel like they're a couple years away Mm, i feel like they're like two years away from being what the new jersey devils were last year Oh, that's that's a lot to give them. Like I, I see the pieces here. I see the Kent Johnsons. I see obviously our boy Patrick Liney. Adam Fantilli is a big ad. Uh, Johnny Goudreau, of course, too. Uh, but I just I don't know. I look at this team and I see holes everywhere. Like I like the ad uh, with Damon Severson on the D pairs. I think that that'll do a lot for them. But they still have Eric Goodbranson playing 
likely uh, second pair of minutes. Uh, and then on top of that, I'm not very sold personally on El- Elvis Merzlikens and Tarasov as a duo. Uh, the way I see that this this works out is if Patrick Line works out at center and kind of discovers a new uh you know dynamic to his skill set um but for me i just i look at them up the middle and yeah fantel fantilly is great and i think he's gonna be a fantastic player i think he's gonna have a great rookie season but i just i don't like that he's already being kind of slotted in that top six spot um so i i just think it's a little tough for them to uh you know go out and and let's just say you know be better than Washington, for example, which, you know, I, I get they're getting older, but you still got, you know, Ovechkin, Kuznetsov for now, Sonny Milano's there. Dylan Strom, I think, was a great pickup for them a while ago. Uh, Anthony Mantha's still going to be scoring goals, and I do think they have the better goaltending. And even if, you know, Kemper, if Kemper's not your your cup of tea, I, I really like Charlie Lindgren. So uh, for me personally, I just, I, I, I think the Caps should be able to at least be better than the, um, the Blue Jackets, but I do see them on their kind of downfall. Yeah, and I it, see, here's the thing, is I agree with you. They should be better than the Columbus Blue Jackets. I just think that if any team is going to creep up a spot or two on this in this division, it's the Blue Jackets. I have no faith in the Flyers. I don't think the Rangers are going to even sniff one or two. If anything, I think they'll fall more than they'll jump. The issue with them falling is I don't really know who's better. And I don't, like... There's no team to me that's on the up and up excitingly the way that CBJ is almost. They're not, again, they're not quite there. Yet. I know what you mean. Like what yeah. you mean because they have those those sneaky good pieces, but then you're right because they've been so dog for so long. They have the Eric Goodbrinsons or whatever like still in the lineup, so they're not quite there yet. But I don't know. Like th- this division feels a little volatile to me, but not because anyone's going to prove it. I think it's because some teams are going to falter more than others. Very, very fair. I, I completely agree. And before we move on to the other division, I think we should chat a little bit about uh, Devils versus Canes. We did end up kind Probably. of uh, agreeing there. Um, what was your reasoning to put the Devils above the Canes? <laughs> I feel like it's hard. No, because I and I sort of flirted between the two of them for a little while because I, I I really like both of them. Um, but they're super different hockey teams. Like they're very, yeah. very different. And I just, I think that the whole like electric guys who can, you know, create power play, you know, magic and and dudes who can knock off point per game and, and just a little bit of fun and magic up there, I feel like is very regular season hockey to me. And, and not that I think it's, um, you know, I, I'm not the type of person to be like, oh, people need to add grit for the playoffs or whatever. But I just think, I don't think they're going to be bad in the playoffs. I just think mm-hmm. they're a very excellent regular season hockey team. So I think they can, you know, score eight goals in a game on command if they really feel like it. Like they're they're just fun up there. So that's why I feel like I give the nod to Jersey in the regular season. And also because last year, as good as they were, they like they hadn't been there before, you know, yeah. I do. It, it was a lot of guys first time at the rodeo or whatever that saying is. So yeah. I think that they're, they're going to come back and they know that, you know, even though they exceeded expectations last year, um, even if they fall down to where they were projected to be a year ago, it'll be a disappointment after the season they had last year. So I feel like there, there's a fire there and I feel like they're just a pretty good, um, you know, regular season hockey team. Yeah, I I would have to completely agree. Uh, there are three reasons for me why I put the uh, the Devils above the, um, maybe four, I will say, uh, above the, the Hurricanes. 
Uh, reason number one, uh, Timo Meyer is is on that team now, uh, not just for the you know post trade deadline and everything. Uh, that's a guy who is like an actual game changer for a team. Uh, like the, it, it's it's crazy to think the fact that he was able to be you know gotten for such a small haul. Um, and I think that he is like just such a perfect fit in their top six. Uh, another guy, uh, Tyler Toffoli is another guy. Like again, this this is a bit more you know shaping the outside, but that's just another guy that you can have for. Uh, just being able to pot another what like 20 goals for sure like he's a 20 goal guy without blinking occasionally 30 um like he's he's a good goal scorer i would say uh and then number three like the the biggest thing for me jack hughes man like that guy is quickly becoming one of the best centermen in this league i know that that obviously not the best there's 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 high high heights for him to achieve uh before he can get that title but uh he has easily become a a top uh centerman in this league uh and another year under his belt he's just gonna get better and then the fourth reason is just everything around the outside and including uh um uh, excuse me, youth. Uh, Alexander Holtz will be stepping into their lineup this year, probably. Dawson Mercer's still there, getting better, uh, and uh, and potentially Luke Hughes stepping in, and uh, maybe Simon Nemich, maybe if he can make the cut. I don't know what the deal is there, but uh, point is, the Devils have a lot of youth coming in, and they also have a lot of vets that are there. Uh, this is a team that is going to be uh, one of the best this year for sure. Oh yeah, no, it, it's full of studs, and I think it's the kind of team that. You know, the San Jose Sharks, the Anaheim Ducks, the Columbus Blue Jackets. It's like, that's what they look at. Like, that's that's what you want is, is when, you know, the guys that you drafted, the guys that you wanted come together and they actually start winning hockey games for your team and for your fan base. Like, that's the shit right there. So I think, and they see that too. Like, the team, I think, is all fired up. And like, everything, even with like the Lindy Ruff stuff last year, yeah. when everyone <laughs> wanted his head. And now it's like, nah, man, this is your guy. Like, you know, like, I just feel like the vibes are good around them, which I rarely say around NHL teams. So um, the the question is, I know the whole Akira Schmid thing is still kind of a question mark for some people. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they what they choose to do back there. But honestly, I, mean, I don't think it matters. They, they still have Vitek Vanacek, who is was fine. Exactly. Was like I think that they have like a, a tandem setup, and Vitek Vanacek and Schmid is better than Vitek Vanacek and Mackenzie Blackwood. So hundred percent. And also the thing is, like last year, the reason that it was so much of a a storyline was because they had to figure it out because it was end of the season playoffs all that kind of stuff now they have all this wiggle room and and you know airtime to give these guys space to to try them out and if they don't work they don't work like goaltenders don't work out all the time so now they have 82 games to deal with it for sure um all right well i mean uh, that's pretty much it for the metro uh i i who did you have in last did you have the flyers last i did have the flyers in last and i don't think that that's anything um you know that people would disagree with or anything like that, that, that team, not good vibes around them. I really, I worry about their future also. Like, I don't think they're cooking. I would say this. I would be hopeful for their future because one of the reasons why I have them for sure at the bottom here, you know, teams are going to go up and down in that kind of five, six, seven spot. Um, For me, the reason that they are for sure the bottom is with, with Daniel Briere at the helm now, uh, they seem like a team that is going to be actually doing things properly. Uh, like yeah, I, I, I have no faith in Chuck in a Chuck Fletcher run uh, no. Flyers team, but with Danny Breer there, 
at the first sign of everything not going great and also other teams needing players like that seems like like we're probably gonna get like a, a travis connectney trade this year yeah i would guess we'll probably get a i'm trying to think and i don't have their travis lineup. i maybe oh a sanheim yeah maybe uh you know sean katuri is still out uh no maybe. isn't he at training camp is he it looks like he is but he's got a he's got a little little caution kind of mark on uh so maybe he's day-to-day uh, they're still kind of figuring yeah. it out there, but God. Po- point I is, want I want him back so bad. I I think that they will start trending in the right direction, and naturally that comes with bottoming out, right? Yeah, for sure. Like they they've been like yeah, like the six seven team in a really strong division for a while, which isn't enough. They need to be the eight. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you're right. I think they will. And uh, we didn't talk too much about either New York team, but let's keep it that way. I do not care about them. <laughs> uh, I I will just say this. I am a known Islanders hater. I have them at five this year. And that's no reason other than uh, Elias Sorokin. And I know you said we're not going to talk about them, but uh, I, I really don't like the Islanders. So I'm glad to see that I have them outside of my playoffs, which if you can you know do the math there, that means I have four teams from the Metro Metro making the playoffs. Oh, yes. Okay. So that's something worth mentioning also, because that's not what I have. I have three from this division. So my cutoff is under the Rangers uh, and Islanders at four missing the playoffs. I think the Atlantic is going to cook this year. And I am excited to watch some Atlantic hockey. I am as well, but I'm also excited to talk about it. So Liz, why don't you run us down from top to bottom? Who? Okay. Let's 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 say it. Come on. Who who do you have? Who do you have first? Who do you have first in the Atlantic? Say it. <laughs> Who is it? So I have the Toronto Maple Leafs winning the Atlantic Division. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. And I think the Toronto Maple Leafs are a worse team this year than they were last year. So I don't really know what to say about that. But, like, I just... Ryan O'Reilly was a stud. Um, and yeah, but that was like the, Tyler, that was a, a trade deadline oh, I guy. Sorry, I, know, I, guess, I, I like, didn't mean to cut you off. Tyler Bertuzzi and Max Domi are interesting ads to me. I think Tyler Bertuzzi is honestly probably gonna cook real hard for them. Yeah, like, I think he's gonna that's, be really good. That's a really good ad, in my opinion. <laughs> um. Oh, and now I'm starting to think about, and they got rid of Justin Holt, so maybe they are a better team. <laughs> but they also got rid of Rasmus Sandin. Which is yeah. which is a huge L. That was really funny, and they also signed John Klingberg, literally the worst defensive also a big defenseman. L. Also but, a big L. Yeah, but they also have Jake McCabe, so it all kind of. I don't know. Yeah, I don't really know. I, it's just, like I know, I really don't know either. But do you also have them winning? The I, I I do. Yeah, I I, I have yeah. them. I have them first. Um, I I feel like we just kind of have to delve into them at this point. Like okay, for, yeah, for, for for like. Year to year, the one thing that I I do like again, youth coming up is always going to be good for me. Or in my opinion, I think Matthew Nyes is going to be a player. Uh, and yeah. if if he's going to be in that top six playing with like Tavares, like I think that that gives him a lot of wiggle room. The only question I have though is I, as I'm looking at the lines here, Sam Lafferty is on the second line, which is kind of hilarious. Uh, but that's also because they have William Nylander slotted in at, it, at third is that C. Is their three C? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. if they can get Willie to work there, uh, at, you know, at center, like that's, you know, you open up the option to move Tavares to the wing if you ever want to do that. Um, but also just like 
depth wise, like they have three lines that should be able to score and a fourth line that looks like it would be just hell to play against in 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 Cal Yarncroc, uh David Confend, Ryan Reeves. <laughs> yeah. No, that that's a good point. Like they're interesting and but I just I've never really understand the three scoring line thing because like are you going to be playing Austin Matthews 15 minutes a night? Like I'm just a little bit on the confused side of what their what the game plan is there and I think my other reason that I'm I'm unsure of this team is the GM sitch because I think that this Toronto like <laughs> and again I'm not a Kyle Dubas Kool-Aid drinker. Like I didn't think he was the perfect GM, but he did shit. Like he did what he thought he needed to do to make their team better, like on the reg. Like he was always up to something to try and make his team better. And I feel like that's not so much the Brad Living way. So I feel like if this team is not at its best, I don't know if he's going to make the six minor trades that he needs to sort of shore up that lineup a little bit. I don't know. I'm just interested to see how they manage yeah, the, the the roster moves that they need to make because they definitely need to make some trades if they want to win a Stanley Cup. Like this isn't a perfect Stanley Cup team yet. I just don't know if he's going to be as willing to make them. Yeah, I mean, but I also look at this team and I, I go, I think they 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 have a good chunk of the people they traded for last year at the deadline. Still, like they still have Lafferty, they still have McCabe, um, and again, like D- David Kampf was a good third line center for them, and now he's playing uh, fourth line. Kylie Arncroft played on the second line, and he's on the fourth no, that, line now. That's so, a gas fourth line. Like, like, like that's, that's nice. They have good depth already. So even if they make you know not as many of the of the big trades that you need at the deadline, I look at this team and I think t- adding Tyler Bertuzzi is like what you would they probably would have wanted to add at the deadline anyway. So like, I think yeah. they are far and away the most likely team to win the Atlantic and I uh, obviously you would agree yes. um but but you know it's uh it's it's <laughs> it's Toronto so <clears throat> you never know you never know if it's going to be uh, a crazy regular season followed up by nothing or uh yeah. or you know they could crash and burn and everything could go wrong and and Mitch Marner could be traded by December who's to say uh but we'll yeah. see what happens there uh sorry to cut you off I'll let you continue continue down your uh, your your order. Who do you so, have second? Spoilers. Um, two to six is where I absolutely cook. So I'm going to jump ahead. Um, seven, I have Detroit. Eight, I have Montreal. Is that outlandish to you? I am different. Uh, it is not outlandish. Oh. No, no. I I have I for for my my seven eight. I have the Sens and I have the Habs. Okay, okay, okay. So that's interesting. It's too bad that this is the take that we have because I thought one of the most insane things about mine is that I have the Sens at six because I've seen a lot of people getting pretty high on them. But where I really am going off, so my order is Toronto, Tampa Bay, Florida, Buffalo, Boston, Ottawa, Detroit, Montreal. And so you have the Leafs, the... The Leafs, the Lightning, um, the Bruins, you said? Yeah, the Leafs, the Lightning, the Panthers, the Sabres, the Bruins making the playoffs. Interesting, interesting. That That is interesting. Okay, so uh, so second you still had Tampa. Did you, did you, I do. Do you, did you not see... So, the, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, for anyone who missed two it, of months. course, two, two months, months 
of no Andre Vasilevsky. Uh, but but here's the question: Is it really going to be two months? Is it is it really right. going to be two months, or is it going to? Well, I mean, is he going to get a, a setback? Is is he going to get a setback? And and oh no, we have to keep him on LTIR for a little bit longer. And Stop. and is he going to still? What be are they the going to do? Trade for Connor Hellebuck? I'm I don't know what they're going to do, man. They're like their their backup right now is Jonas Jonas Johansson. I I don't even know how to say his name. All I know is he's terrible. He is awful. Like easily one of the worst goalies to even be a backup in this league like no no disrespect to him as a person but just as a as a goaltender <laughs> but like this guy couldn't even get wins behind like Colorado like a year ago a year or two ago <laughs> like he is not a good goalie i have i have absolutely no faith in him as a goaltender um so I, like I, I don't know what they're going to do i don't know who their their third goalie is and w- w- who will now be their backup for the you know, next two to three months, let's say. Um, no, nah, just... they'll they'll trade for somebody. They'll they'll get a random backup in there. I I'm sure of it. Like they'll no, and and I get that. And you're right. It is a huge piece. And a lot of people though have talked about like Andre Vasilevsky as the hot take is that you know he's just had such a stud of a team in front of him that we haven't like he all he's had to do is be great. Like he hasn't had to be like this generational talent that everyone thinks that he is sort of thing, which I feel like is a reasonable thing to say. Um, I do think he's the best goalie like in the NHL. Well, not maybe not right now, but he definitely was from like 2016 to 2021 or whatever. I don't know. That's not the point. He's good. He's a good goalie. He's, I agree. He's a good goalie. <laughs> um, that being said, like I still think their team has some studs on it. Like I, I just... I don't know. I think they're so well coached and I think they have a couple of really fun pieces. Like I like Brendan Hegel a lot. Um, I think Victor Hedman um, is the most underrated and overrated player in the NHL (laughs) at the same time. Sometimes Um, like, and just all the pieces that have always been really good for them. The Stamkos is is, is, um, the points. Like I, I think they're still like a good hockey team. And again, I, I can't stress enough how having the same core that's been coached by the same outstanding coach this whole time, I feel like is still going to bode really well for them. For sure. And uh, I have, I, I, you know, going, I, I, I feel like we, I need to kind of reveal my list in order to, yes, in no, order to, I, I, I to, to continue on the topic. Cause I do want to continue on the topic of Tampa a little bit. Okay. Um, because for me, uh, from the top, I have the Leafs, and second in the Atlantic, I have the Buffalo Sabers. Let's go. Okay, I thought I was gonna get flame for having them at no. four. I wanted I, I to thought, almost put them at three, but I couldn't quite do it. But I, yes, I genuinely cook, Brady. Cook. I genuinely thought that you had them at two when you when you paused. <clears throat> like I, I definitely, I one hundred percent thought that you were about to say them. I don't know what it is about them. I. I'm so high on this team for some I'm reason so this year. High on this team. Uh, maybe it's purely just vibes. Uh, I I think that a big thing for them this year. Oh, sorry. I, I'll I'll we can we'll talk Sabers in a minute. I, I, let's let's continue on. We're too fired up I'm, about them. <laughs> let's press pause. I want to I want to get back to Tampa. Uh, third, I have the Panthers. Fourth, I have the Bruins. Which means, okay. if you can do some math here. Yeah. I only have four teams making the playoffs in the Atlantic. My fifth team is Tampa. 
this mm, okay this, I, I am ready to get absolutely flamed at the end of the season when they win the cup again some fucking some stupid thing happens again uh yeah i don't know this is goals i i you know when you just get a feeling when you're when you're writing mm-hmm. out your predictions yeah. and you just go i don't know like i i you know you don't want to just say the obvious things and something inside of you is telling you to say something and you know what i have to speak my truth and i think that this is the year that tampa takes a step back i don't think that they're going to get worse and you know start falling out forever i just think that this year i just have the the vibe the vibes are so, everything is going to go wrong for them for me having having vasilevsky out and not having a good backup is step number one yeah Th- things go bad at the start uh and get, pause on that did you have them higher than this before you found out about the injury Yes. Oh, absolutely. I had them. I had yeah, them. Okay. I had them second. I had them second in the. Oh in the, wow. Yeah. Oh wow. So that two months of Andre Vasilevsky bumps them down four Here's spots. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's it's a it's it. While it is a long season, I genuinely do believe that momentum and and things can okay. change quickly. This is a team that has had a lot of bumps and bruises, and my this this assessment, while it definitely is maybe a bit of an overcorrection based on just the injury news. Like I just have this this little earworm telling me this is just the year. It's something's gonna go wrong. Like I just feel like we're gonna get a Stamkos injury. I'm not wishing any harm on anyone. Uh, I I can just see same thing with Hedman. He's had tons of injuries in the past too. Yeah, I can just see a lot of man games getting lost by this team. And now that they have these kind of longer, uh, you know, uh, bigger deals, like they don't have as much. You know, they don't have as much to to fill in the gaps, I would say. They do have some good, like, depth pieces. Having, obviously, Brandon Hagel's good. Uh, having Connor Sheary is a good add this year, too. But, like, I'm not the biggest be- believer in Tanner Janot. I think he's a great playoff no. type, type of player, but I don't think as a third-line guy. Like, I would rather have a scorer on there. Mikey Asimont. Sorry, Michael Asimont. My apologies, uh, <laughs> Michael. Uh, but he's on their third line this year. Like, like I, and I liked him. I thought he, I thought he was a good, good. player. I thought he was a good player, but like there's him. And then like the, the entire fourth line, again, not that a fourth line makes or breaks a team. Obviously it's the players above them, but it's just no. kind of to go to show that they are kind of lacking. And if they get into any injury trouble, That's having exactly your, your yeah. fourth line be Logan Brown, Luke Glendanning and Tyler Mott. Like those are all guys that I'm like, yeah, that's bad. Am I, what team am I looking at here? So my hot take this, this, this show for for my predictions is that the Tampa Bay Lightning are going to miss the playoffs. I like it. I'm going to hold you to it and we're going to come back to this, but I like it. I like that you're thinking big. I like that you're thinking bold. I like that you're being a hater. It's good energy. <laughs> List loves the hater energy. Oh, I um, love the hater energy. Speaking <laughs> of hater energy, did you see my tweet that got promoted by the Arizona Coyotes today? No, what? <laughs> When they were playing in um, the global series and I was like delirious, came home from like a 14 hour work day watching this like 1am game in Melbourne. Um, I was watching live and Logan Cooley scores <laughs> that goal. And I was just on my couch. Like no, everyone in my house was asleep. And I was like, I need to tell somebody. So I tweet Logan Cooley is better than Connor Bedard. And they put it on a collage. <laughs> That's awesome. And I was like, this was camp, bro. Like, I was capping. Um, but then I said, I was like, no. But personally, like, this whole tweet, they made a whole collage about how Logan Kluge is better than Connor Bedard, which I'm like, first of all, insane <laughs> when unprompted. 
Um, and also, all, it's 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 got like there's like five tweets in this. Like, yeah, no, no, I know, but they definitely just name searched Bedard oh, yeah. Cooley to see what they could find, and then there was it showed up or whatever. But I don't believe that. Um, just to set the record straight, however. If I get to be included in someone else's post of being a hater, I'm happy to do so. So I'm really glad that I was included in that. <laughs> That's awesome. Also, like Connor, man, every time I see an interview with Connor Bedard, I'm just like, this sport sucks. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's it's really funny like i okay i like I, this, this we're getting a little off topic but that's okay we we've got a lot of time to fill it's fine um this entire summer i got really into watching esports and mostly because it's on while i'm working and i can just have it on in the background and it's you know games that i i enjoy counter-strike specifically mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i'm not going to get into it but the one thing that i keep taking away from it is i and, and it, it very obviously has to do with the fact that these are, you know, just naturally it being video games that people are playing. These these like athletes, you know, the esports athletes have to have some sort of online presence because right. they're gamers, right? Like that. And it's yeah. just natural. They go hand in hand. And like the production in these tournaments are insanely good. And it's like all of the hosts and casters are super like. Uh, like person personable they're super fun and and electric and then like after the games they'll just be like hey uh you know get whoever you want on your team come over here and like two or three guys will just pick up a microphone uh, and just like come and sit down on a couch next to them and they'll just shoot the shit with them and just talk about like the mm-hmm, games and this mm-hmm. and that and it's just like oh my god it, it's it's so nice to see uh like actual personality from the players uh the casters are having fun with it and then i just think back to like like just all of everything Someone around hockey over the logo in the Chicago Blackhawks dressing room today. And Connor Bedard frowned. Oh my God. How dare they? How, how dare the media members do their jobs and like get into places where they can like hold microphones and everything. Like how dare they do, do, no, do they not understand? Was- do they not understand the history of, of the Chicago? Black- <laughs> oh, I saw the best tweet. I wish I wish I retweeted it. And it was it was someone just quote tweeting that about him being ups- upset about, you know, stepping over the logo. And the tweet was just like, I'm surprised uh, they can keep their balance standing on on the rug, considering how much stuff has been swept under it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's a good tweet. That's a good that's tweet. A good tweet. Um, anyways, uh, sh- I can't remember who it was. Shout out, uh, if you're listening, <laughs> but well, yeah, no, and I, I saw another one that was, um, similar thing. Cause, cause I think it was like Mikey Stevens or something was like, Oh, like in, in the Toronto room, they like, um, they, they cover it because it's like, you know, whatever. So people don't have to do that. And someone's like, Oh, surprise. The Blackhawks don't do that. They really enjoy covering up stuff. Yeah. Um, it was like, yeah, like no, a hundred percent, but no. And like the thing was like, if Connor Bedard had had like, a colossal meltdown or something that I'd be like, okay, like, but he like frowned and this video was going like viral. Like he's not even like in a, some big hissy fit about it. Like, I, I don't know. Anyways, Brady, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about the Detroit Red Wings or something. Um, uh, just to, just to finish out my list. So missing the playoffs, I have Tampa, the Red Wings, the Sens and the Habs. Um, okay. You know what? No, before we talk about the, the Red Wings, we got to talk about that. We got to talk about the Sens. We got to do it. So I just got a notification on my phone because, you know, the Jets, as we speak, are playing the Ottawa Senators. And I actually watched the first two periods, which was a first for me uh, this preseason. Um, and got a notification that Vladimir Tarasenko scored. Forgot about that. Um, they, why do we both think they're going to be so bad? 
Okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. I like things on this team. There are players and things that I like a lot about this team. Uh, things I I like. I like Tim Stutzla. I like Brady Kachuk. I don't mind Vladimir Tarasenko. I have some questions about his health. Uh, I like Shane Pinto. Uh, you know what I don't like? Uh, losing a 40-plus goal scorer in Alex Dabrinkit. Uh, sure, Vladimir Tarasenko might be able to, you know, gather up a little bit more of that uh, that production. But, uh, you know, other than that, they have who? Dom Kubalik uh, on the wing. Claude Giroux is all right, but he's in, you know, kind of winding down his career now. Uh, you know, at some point, he's going to take more of a step back. Um, I'm not saying it's necessarily this year, but I'm not confident on it. Uh, as far as their defense goes, like I like, obviously, Chikorin, they'll have for a season now, but I'm also... I'm also kind of skeptical on 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 Chikorin. Like I think that he's a great defenseman, uh, and I very much wanted the Jets to get him. Just to be very clear, um, but he's also a guy where I still have questions about him. I, I he, some of his best production seasons, he had insanely high shooting percentages, uh, and I, true. I, I please correct me if if I'm wrong. He's he's an offensive defenseman. Like he's not a great defensive guy. I think he's got good transition numbers. Uh, he's good on both sides uh, of the puck somewhat. But I transition's I, not so much his thing. Okay, I don't. Think. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't believe. What What do I know? Uh, genuinely, I I Nothing. don't. I don't know what I know. They They still might move Matthew Joseph because they. I have yeah. contract issues. What was the reason there? I can't remember exactly what it I, was. Honestly, I'm not sure on that one. Um. Yeah, but like, I, I don't know. There's just something around the sense that I don't love. And you know what's the one thing I actually really don't love? I don't love Jonas Corposalo. I do not have faith that this goalie is actually as good as people think he is. He has been incredibly mid his entire career on the on the Blue Jackets. And he had uh, a decent playoff run with the Kings. Uh, but hey, that's going to happen when you uh, move over to play for the Los Angeles Kings to a new team that is significantly better. And I don't have that those same feelings towards the Ottawa Senators. Nope. Um, and again, like I have questions about their depth when when injuries come through. Josh Norris has had tons of injuries already, and uh, you know that's a guy who I really like. But I I I don't think I can pencil him into more than 60, 70 games for them. Like he's gonna he's gonna miss play. He's already currently has a day to day status. Uh, so I I don't know. Like this is just a team where I feel like they they seem a lot better than they are. I again I like Tim Stutzla, but I also you know he might have the uh, the sophomore, or I guess this is a sec. He already had a sophomore season. Anyways, he had a great season last year. He might that that can also not repeat. Like it's possible. And if he if your number one center doesn't have a great season, like I don't, I I just see a lot of ways that this could go bad for them. You know? Yeah. No. And I agree. And I think a lot of the pieces, like you said, like we haven't seen any of the pieces that they have be good at the same time. Like that's my whole thing with them. Like you know, it's like yeah, Josh Norris. Like we haven't really seen him. Stutzla and Kachuk like cook together at the same time for long enough to know if it's sustainable. And, and, you know, like, and, and, you know, Jake Sanderson knew Jacob Ch Chikrin knew like they're Corpus Allo knew. And I, I also don't believe in Corpus Allo either. Um, I think the whole Corpus Allo Mers Lincoln's thing uh, in Columbus was so funny. Cause it was like, they had these two funny goalies who were just the sweetest, but I was like, I don't think either of these are like super great. Um, and they're also like, I don't know. Like, I think I don't really want to talk about 
their other, you know, good player um, that they have cooking up front. But, you know, all things considered, I don't foresee him playing for this team for much longer. So, and I don't mind saying that because um, that's besides the point. I just think there (laughs) are not enough good players (laughs) i i figured i was just gonna omit him from from what i was gonna say but delivered on your part but good job um and when sorry i don't want to add actually i don't even need to add this but i also don't feel that confident about about anton forsberg either i think that he has had a good a couple of good flashes in the band i think he's good but i also want to remind everyone he was like a waivers goalie like a season ago so um, and also even if he's good um you're still paying what four and a half million dollars for your backup then yeah like what like yeah no no it's it's not i don't know i i think the vibes around this team are weird too i this ownership change could be interesting i don't really know i don't think it's going to have enough day-to-day effect on them at least not yet um but yeah i have them at six you have them at seven i don't think the ottawa senators are ready to cook yet and do you know who i would throw in that same category is the Detroit Red Wings because what the hell is going on over there? What what a team. Stevie Y uh is is a guy. Stevie Y. Why? <laughs> you know, here's the thing. I I like some of the moves they did. I like bringing in obviously Alex DeBrinkett is 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 a big big bring in. Yeah. I Lucas Raymond yeah. had a had an off season last year and I th- I would expect him to bounce back. Oh yeah. But but after DeBrinkett, Larkin, Raymond <laughs> It falls off pretty freaking quick. Um, actually, Andrew Kopp. Andrew Kopp. and David Perron. God, I I despise David Perron for no reason. I hate him. No, no reason other him. than he played for the Blues forever, and also, uh, it's like the guy who would always bite me in the ass on uh, in fantasy leagues. Like he would always be the guy who like I'd pick up as like a spot start for a week, and then he would just do terrible. I'd drop him. Someone else would pick him up. He'd get a hat trick, and I would just be furious. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. This team is, is very, very weird. Uh, I don't know how I feel about their goaltending. I still am not the biggest believer in Philly Huso. James Reimer's their backup. Who's, you know, besides who he is as a person, uh, you know, okay. A decent backup, but he's getting old and yeah, like they just, their forwards (laughs) really fall off quick. I like that. They added Daniel Sprong. That's a, that's a big ad for them in my opinion, but he's also a guy that always gets played like fourth line minutes for some reason, even though he scores like crazy. Um, okay. Hot take. Is it not? Cause he's like a bad person or something. No, I, I, I think, I think that, I think that he, I don't know. I think he's just maybe he, he, what, I mean, I also don't know to be very clear. I do not know uh, if he's no, a, he just got a, a fight person. with an F1 driver this summer. So oh. I was like, Oh, maybe that's yeah. No, it was like a whole thing. He like got, well, that, I mean, that's this summer, but previously he's always been a no. fourth line guy. And so like, Oh yeah, he, no, but I was just wondering maybe it's cause he's unlikable and like, or something. I was like, maybe, maybe this is why, possible. you know, we're all talking about how underrated Daniel Strong is. Like maybe he's just not the best. Very, I don't know. It's just my conspiracy because I love being a hater. Very possible. Um, I he to me he he I feel like he's a a drill ruiner. Like he he like that he just seems like the type of guy who would ruin drills and coaches hate him. But when he plays, he's fine uh and scores but they're but they just can't they just can't bring him them to you know putting him any better anyways this is a lot of talk for a team we both have in you know sixth or seventh uh but in general like there's not a lot to be excited about here other than their top line uh and and you know of course their defense uh moritz cider is a big one but other than that it's you know (laughs) justin Sherrod and co ben Sherrod, justin hall (laughs) Like the, the, the nightmare the, the goes cur- on the cursed, the cursed defense. I don't mind Jeff Petrie, but again, getting old Shane Gossespierre, 
Like, I don't even know what to think about that player anymore. He's right. there. He's a guy. You know, he plays defense. Jake Wallman is, is supposed to be on their top pair. Uh, and I don't know that. Name, I only I'll know be who honest. he is because, oh, I no, I 100% know that name because he um, scored an overtime winner once and he grittied. So it was hilarious. Oh, that was him, right? Yeah. He also, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. He, he got signed to this kid. This is easily the one person. Like, I definitely know the name, but I, I could not have. If you would have just said, what team does Jake Wallman play for? I would not have been able to tell you. Uh, but this is a guy who apparently makes uh, a 3.4 mil, which is a lot for okay. someone for me to go, who are you? Yeah. Um, but anyways, maybe that I'm is, just. No, I feel like I wouldn't say who are you to anyone who makes like less than $2 million in the NHL. Or yeah. more than $2 million in the NHL. The only other player who I would say has that same vibe to them would be um, Matias Samuelson. But the but but because of his deal, I know him. And also because the Buffalo Sabres are about to cook. What a transition this was. It was actually accidental. But let's just go into the Sabres list. Why are you hyped on the Sabres? I just think... They have so many really, really good pieces, and they're just they're just starting to come together. Like Tage Thompson, obviously, hello, like that is a storyline in and of itself. But like Rasmus Dahlin, I wanted that guy to prove those like 2019, 2020 haters wrong so bad because everyone's like, oh, bust. And I was like, this is the Buffalo Sabres. Like, give him time. And he's also a defenseman. So between him and Owen Power, like I Love that. Um, and I love some of their kids, a lot of their kids. I'm obsessed with JJ Paterka. Like everyone knows how obsessed <laughs> I am with JJ Paterka. You knew how long it was going to take for me to bring him up. Obsessed. Um, Peyton Krebs, Winnipeg boy, love. And there's also the Winnipeg bias, right? Like, you know, they have Matt Savoy in the wings. Some people are joking, but like also not really joking. Like I love watching national and international eyes on Zach Benson. Everyone is like, how did this kid yep. fall? to the Sabres at this spot. I'm like, I told you. Like, he's such a stud. And also, like, the biggest stud emerging of them all is the Devin Levi piece also. Like, if he comes in and he's their starter this year and he's cooking with the rest of the kids, God, this team is going to be excellent. Yeah. I I feel the exact same way. Every single point that you brought up, I completely agree with. And I also think they've got some good pieces around the side just to make sure that, you know, everything goes according to plan. I really like Alex Tuck. I was a big, um, excuse me. I was a big Alex Tuck fan right when he was breaking into the league with Minnesota. And then he went to the golden Knights in the expansion draft. And I had to hate him for like three years. And I, it was begrudging because he, I liked him and I knew he was good. And I just had to watch him just burn the jets every season at all at all times uh but now that he's on a fun team i can cheer for him again uh i i really like alex tuck i think that also having a guy who is like the i'm from buffalo i want to play for the sabers even before the sabers were good like that is huge huge for vibes you didn't say the v word i i was expecting to say the v word on 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 why you have them so high but it's it, it's a vibes pick. We both have these guys because they're because the vibes are high. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. When it comes to again, I like not to be to understate their kids. Like they have some really good pieces. Again, we love Peyton Krebs, Dylan Coz- Cousins, Cousins. I can't remember how Cousins. to say. It. Oh, fuck. Cousins. I didn't even bring him up. Oh my god. I know. Yeah. Jack Quinn is, is still you know despite how how much we clown on that pick compared to <laughs> who was available, he's still a, a great piece uh, yeah, for this Jack team. Yeah, Jack Quinn's a stud also. And you didn't even yeah. mention Owen Power. 
Like, yes, I did. Did you? Oh, I, I don't know. I, I figured. I thought you. He didn't. was about to go into no, because I was talking about Dolly and Power at the oh, same okay. time. Like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't dive into it though. My, my bad. Uh, my Just bad. So far enough about Owen Power. But I get it. My pick for, and I'm gonna make this prediction right now: Devin Levi, Calder Trophy winner this year. He's That's gonna what have, I like to hear. That's he is what I gonna like have such a good season. I'm so so ready for this goalie to come in. Uh, I love the like. He he's not a, a huge goalie, right? Like he isn't no. he one of the goalies that are like kind of smaller. Uh, smaller. I don't think he's tiny, but he's not. He's not Connor Hellebuck sized. Yeah, like he he's. Let me. I'm just trying to see. Oh, 1.83 meters. Oh, that's helpful. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say okay, gibberish. Uh, <laughs> what? He's six feet tall. Okay, yeah. I I am I am a big f- I this I just love I love the smaller goalies. There's something about them. Uh, but the point, my point in saying this is if you are a small, small goalie and you can get to this point in your career where you are te- knocking at the door to the NHL, you had to have gotten there on merit. Devin Levi is going to be a fantastic goalie in this league, uh, in my opinion. Uh, and, and I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for the Sabres. Uh, I, I like them. Also, they brought back the Goathead jerseys. So that's another so have to win. another point for their style. So. Uh, this is a team that I very much expect uh, to do well this season. I think maybe having them at two is a little lofty, but I like to have a little nah, fun I with my it. lifts. I love it. No, nah, it's it's excellent. It's so fun. And you're right. Like a <laughs> bun- bunch of studs. Um, did not peg you for an Alex Tuck apologist, but, oh, you know, wearing the Brady lore today. This is fun. I, am. I, I like it. But he, he, that's, that's I can't I can't remember what it was the first I met. He he pulled off a really, really sick uh shootout move when he was playing for the wild uh or when he was tr- a prospect for the wild trying to break in and i remember since then i was like this is my guy i like him so i like uh him. big fan of his me with jj paterka <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah that's that's your boy um the all right best german hockey player in the nhl the uh sh- sure you almost got me on that one but yeah sure let's <laughs> let's just say that um <laughs> Uh, okay, before we do wrap things up, we got to talk a little bit about either the Bruins or the Panthers, maybe a bit of both. Uh, I think the Bruins is the more interesting one, though. Uh, Agreed. The Panthers, to me, are just, this is a happy medium between last season and the season before. Like, they're a good team, and Matthew Kachuk rocks. The The whole thing with them is, uh, is Sergei Bobrovsky going to be a pumpkin this year or a carriage? So... We'll see uh, what happens Real. this year Real. with him. Because Follow for more Disney princess references. Exactly. That all coming from me. Um, <laughs> but okay. I, uh, to, 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 to bring it back, uh, the, the Boston Bruins, we got to talk about them. They have by far one of the most interesting year to year transitions here. Uh, you had them at three or five, five. Because sheesh, Toronto, Tampa, Florida, uh, Buffalo, Boston. Right, right. So not not nothing too ridiculous, but here here's my I mean, whole take f- on this. Five and, is is pretty low, but but no, but no, I, I mean that, like I'm not like outlandishly low is what I'm saying. Um, but I like I still have them making the playoffs. Whatever. Um, Patrice Bergeron is going to be such a massive blow, like to the point that I don't think we'll even understand until we start watching this team. Like the coolest hockey player of the. 2010s i'm not actually meaning that seriously but like top 10 for sure yeah. he's not 10 9 or 8 right like he's the coolest um they still have good pieces obviously pasta marchand 
McAvoy, like those are, you know, big pieces. I have more questions around the goaltending tandem than I feel like most people do. As they like, as the year really? finished up last year, everything like the the vibes seem a little bit weirder, and I don't know if I don't. Allmark is my more my bigger question mark of the two of them. I think Swayman's a beauty, um, but I the Patrice Bergeron hole is big, and they lost Taylor Hall, uh, and they lost Bertuzzi, even though he was a deadline acquisition last year. I know. Yes. 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 He was. was. I don't know. Like, so again, same thing as the Ryan O'Reilly thing. It's not like it's a huge fabric of that, but still, if you want to be competitive, losing Hall, Bertuzzi and Bergeron with no replacement up front is going to have an impact on this team. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And also as I look at this team, I'm like, man, should I have put them as my missed playoffs team? But no, I'm sticking with it. Uh, cause I, 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 I can never doubt them, honestly. Um, well, yeah, the th- that was the other thing I was going to say. It's vibes. Also the vibes around this team are always good. Yeah. I, I believe it. And I also think that Marchand is captain is like really big. I think that that's a great pick. Um, again, may not be the, the greatest out facing captain. Uh, but that's the, the reason the team loves him is like, he is a Bruin. He is a Bruin to his core. He, he's a boy's boy. Like he's a boy's boy for yeah. those guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the reason I, you know, I have questions about them again, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. Pavel, Pavel Zaka is their current top line center right now, which is a problem in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, uh, Charlie Coyle is their second line center. I like the addition of James Van Riemsdyk uh, on the wing there. I think that he's still a useful piece in this league. Um, but looking at this team, like I think they'll still be able to score the, some goals that they, like, you know, a decent amount of goals through Marchand, Pasternak. Uh, Van Riemsdyk will be able to chip in on the on the offensive side of things. Hopefully Jake DeBrus can kind of step up for them. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, Jesper Boquist also they added. Maybe maybe he can step up. Uh, Milan Lucic can revert to his 2011 oh, self man. and start playing top line minutes. Uh, but I, Yellow ass mouth guard. <laughs> uh, as, as a previous Canucks fan growing up, uh, I hate this team so much. Um, but I also, but God damn it, do I respect them at the same time too. Um, I like their defense. That's, that's the one thing I, I will give them. Um, excuse me. Um, sorry, my throat's just been terrible. I'll show. I apologize if it sounds scratchy. Um, but I really like. Uh, obviously, Charlie McAvoy is is a beauty on D. Uh, Matt Grizzlick is also a very good complimentary piece. Mm-hmm. If he can stay healthy, Hampus Lindholm is sick. They added Kevin Shattenkirk. I still really like their decor. Uh, I think that they're good, and I do really like their goalies. Um, I would say I have the same questions around Allmark as you. Uh, I think he's a good goalie, but I do also oh, yeah. believe that last year's team was just so goddamn good. You could have put me in that and I would have been okay. Yeah. Um, but I also do really like Swayman. So I think, I think, I think that any, you know, anything that all Mark gives up this year, uh, you know, in performance, I think that Swayman will be able to pick up on the, on, on the other side of things. So uh, I don't have any questions on their goalie. I think their goaltending is going to be one of the biggest key things to carry them this year. I think they'll still get the scoring from certain players. And and the, my big thing with them is this is a team that once the season starts, once they see where everything is, this is a team I I, I peg as a potential trading, uh, trading team. 
uh, for for any centerman once once you know let's just yeah. say it's it's November December once the season kind of is in full force they understand what they have what they need obviously they know that they need a centerman but uh, it's always good to start the season just see if you can ride it out with who you got see if totally. players can step up if they can great you don't have to do anything but if uh, if it's needed uh, this is a team that I would not be surprised if they went out and made those changes agreed hundred percent agreed and uh, I think um they have a good coach. Um, so when the season gets started, I think if there's something to be had out of the Pavel Zakas of the world, I think Montgomery will get it out of him. So I don't think it's a matter of wondering and waiting months for it to, to see if it's going to happen. Like, I think we'll see it uh, if it's there and if it's not, which I'm leaning more to that side. Um, we'll see if they pull the trigger on a couple trades, but um, yeah, I have them kicking at five and you have them at what? Four, three, uh, four. Four. Yeah, so they're they're mushy middle for me. I do think that they still make the playoffs, and they're they're a team I would be much more surprised to see them fall below five than I would to see them creep above it. Um, but yeah, I think this division is going to be all in all super fun, uh, super cool. I I think it's interesting that um, I I feel like the central division in particular has a lot of bad teams, uh, and I think it's kind of, and I always feel like there's an equal amount of bad teams in the NHL every year. It's just kind of how, you know, there's only so many players you can move around. Uh, to me, this is the, the division that has the good teams in yeah, it. So I think absolutely. it'll be interesting to see um, how, how it shakes out. And, you know, obviously this is my, my prediction. And I tried to be more fun with it this year than I usually am because I'm always wrong anyway. Um, <laughs> but this is the one I, I foresee having a ton of fluctuation in it. Yeah, absolutely. This this division is going to be a bloodbath, uh, but it'll be a fun one. That's for sure. Uh, as, as a team that doesn't, ha- you know, as a Jets fan, as we both are, we're glad to we did, we get to watch it from the outside looking in. Oh, uh, we, you know, occasionally we'll have to play and and play against them. But uh, it is what it is. Um, all right. Before we do go, Liz, I'm putting you on the spot very quickly. Who do you now that we've done our full up. preview? <laughs> That's who you have uh, winning the cup, which is the question I was going to ask you. Who do you have winning the cup now that we've done all of our predictions for every division? Uh, first off, West versus East, and then give me your two teams and tell me who's winning. Oh, boy. Putting, this I'm is tough. <laughs> um, this is really on the spot. And I think if I go back to our last episode from the West, um, I think I have to stick to my guns here and I have to to pick Dallas coming out of the West. Um and it's just because I will never, ever, ever give the Edmonton Oilers the benefit of the doubt. They'll win a Stanley <laughs> Cup, and I'll be like, but they didn't do this, right? So um, I I think that plays a factor, but I'm also high on Dallas, and I think they're going to be a good team this year. Um, so let, let's say Dallas coming out of the, the West. Boy, and coming out of the East. I think the East wins the Stanley Cup. Um, cause I think whoever gets through this Atlantic division or that Metro and comes out and wins, whoever gets through this Atlantic division, um, so will be? take the Dallas stars. Do you not see me rambling to try and figure out what I want to say? All right. I'll, 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 I'll I'm going to say it because I, I think that you were about to say my exact thing. I have from the East. I have the devils going there. I, okay. I, I think, I think it's going to be That's them. where I was going to go. I, yeah. And and from the West, I also had the stars. I I kind of alluded to it on the last show on the on the on the Western Conference preview. The, built for the playoffs beast. The they they are built so much more for the playoffs than 
the uh then like the avalanche are those those were the two teams i was comparing um and i still had the avalanche above uh the stars as i said you know stars more of a, a playoff team um but the big thing uh when it comes to these things too i also don't want to just take like the teams i have in first in each of their respective divisions and say they're going to win because that's that's just that. not that's just not the reality of things right but i do think that the devils are going to get, go far my my sub pick would be uh the canes because i always will choose them to go to the the, the cup final because it'll happen one day i swear it's going to happen at some point that's a good team um but i have dallas winning it Dallas is going to win okay. the cup this year. That was my my pick from the start. The first team that that kind of spoke to me and said, "We're going to go far this year." Is the Dallas Stars? They are my okay. my twenty twenty four Stanley Cup winners. Book that's it. my, that's All my right. prediction. You heard it here first. I like it. In? I think it's a, it's a little bit more. It's less of a New Jersey Devils, Colorado Avalanche, Edmonton Oilers type of pick. So I like it. I like it. I could see it happening. Um, I think and maybe I'm I'm optimistic and maybe I just am at the heart of it a fan of the game. Um, I think this is going to be an exciting NHL season. And I don't know why it is I feel that way. Maybe it's from doing these prediction videos. Maybe it's from going to my friend's cabin on July long weekend and getting about 95 notifications when free agency opened up of all these different players moving around and all these interesting things happening. I don't know what it is, um, but I think we're in for some good hockey this year, um, and I'm really excited uh, to get started. I yeah no I I I cannot wait to get going. Uh, obviously, uh, on that topic, listen, I will be back doing game over once again. Uh, so if you are a Jets fan, please do check us out. If you are a fan of any of the other Canadian teams, please do go check uh, check out the game over streams for uh, all the other Canadian teams. Uh, it's going to be a blast this year. Uh, please do check it out. And uh, and yeah, I don't know. Is there anything else we got to say before we head out here? I don't think so. Um, I am chilling at work right now. got a couple of things to do before I go, but you best believe I'm going to be tweeting like a madman, name searching Billy Hanala for everyone who shat on him over the last couple of years because he is killing it right now. Uh, and I'm team. ready to He's go making to the war. team. He's making the team. He's on the team. He's making the team. Anyways. No uh the usual stuff if you watch this on youtube please like the video please subscribe uh comment and tell us why we were wrong why we're stupid and why uh why we don't know anything about hockey please tell us we would love to know uh obviously follow us on twitter at canty size at list hood at nhl chunky uh check out game over at sdpn sports uh yeah have yourselves a uh, a wonderful cool. day yeah thanks for tuning in uh bye. peace out bye